What's up, everybody? How's it going? It's been such a long time. Your boy's been busy. All right. Uh, I begin my coaching on, so I begin no sleep. So that lets you know how much time I got to do this podcast. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to try to break this down into two parts. First, I'm going to say this to everybody in the D.C. area. Come out, support Walter Johnson High School. For sure, you feel me? Uh, the ladies are doing well. The boys are doing well. We're both one in all four teams are one to know at the moment. Even the wrestling team is one to know right now. So if y'all want to come out support the basketball team, go ahead and download that GoFan app. Check the schedule. If you guys are free, check out one of our games, man. If you come to the boys' game, it's going to be crazy loud. If you come to the girls' game, it's not as many people, but the, I'm telling you, the families are crazy, man. The families be out there making just as much noise as if it was a packed house. So come and enjoy yourself, man. The basketball games are fun. They're $5. Come out and support, man. So I got a lot to talk about today. I think for this particular one, I'm just going to talk about the main two things that's been going on this last week. Uh, first off, hot off the press. Brittany Griner is finally home. She's just getting off the plane for last time I heard after the, the U.S. have swapped their prisoner for her, uh, the Russian arms dealer. Um, it's been almost a year coming up. In the next three months, I think, it'd be a full year. Listen, like I told you guys before on my previous podcast, speaking on Brittany Griner, um, it's a tough situation right there, man. Um, you have a young lady that's overseas playing basketball, making over a million in Russia. You feel me? Just create the lifestyle that she could have that is not currently in the U.S. Um, she's only a six-figure player in the U.S. only because the funds are not there. Um, I'll just say this. The whole situation, you guys know how I feel. I wasn't a huge fan of the situation because I know how a lot of us are. We feel that our rules in the U.S. needs to be abided every country we go to. That's not how this works. That is not how this works. I can't go to Canada thinking I can do things in like I do in the U.S. I can't go to Mexico thinking I can do the things that I did in the U.S. I cannot go to the Bahamas doing the things that I can do in the U.S. So what makes me think that I can go to Russia, first off, and not understand the laws that's over in Russia, understand that anything that I can, anything that I do over in Russia can harm me from coming back to the U.S., Cause I'll be honest with you. Every time I go, I go to Bahamas. I can go to Canada every once in a while. Every time I go to these places, the first thing I do is try to befriend someone from the area. So I know what to do, what not to do, where to go and where not to go. Period. Now for us, and I'm including myself, when we found out what happened and what got her behind bars, 
the first thing we said was, are you serious? When in actuality, the first thing we should have said was, what kind of laws do they have over in Russia? Like, seriously, that should have been the first thing we thought. Because I gave you an example. You go to the Netherlands and Amsterdam and all those places over there. Um, there's a lot of things that are legal there that we'll look at and be like, oh, well, they pushed, they tore in the line. Or you go to the Middle East where they treat their women like gold. They don't want their faces to be out. They don't want another man lusting over their woman. The women over there cannot do the same things as men can do. So for us, we look at it like, oh my God, like, are you serious? This, this, and this. Why do they do this, this, this? Women can't have this, this. That's not how they live. That's not how they've grown up. We, we cannot live our lives the way that another country lives theirs. Also, when you go to China, there's certain copyright things that are not allowed in China. You do realize that the Black Panther movie that just came out almost did not get played in China because one girl kissed another girl's forehead at the end of the movie. They were about to cut a two-hour, almost three-hour movie from theaters that we all know China loves the comics because of a five, not even five-second situation in a movie. And we look at it like, bro, really? Like, they were really going to do that because of that? Yes! They were. But literally, we have to stop thinking that what we do is word for everywhere we go. So I'm happy that Brittany is here. I'm upset that they just up and decided, okay, we'll free her if you free one. That just means this was the plan from Jump Street. And that's scary. that part to me is the scariest part. That is very scary. Another scary thing is there is a military, I believe he's a colonel or a sergeant, that is still in jail in Russia for going on vacation to Russia. First of all, who goes on vacation to Russia? But he's been there three years longer than Brittany Griner. We're not bringing this up. Also, another thing that I always like to say, let's not fight for one thing because other people could be in that same situation or in a situation that is worse And we just forget about that. I'll give you an example. It was a certain point where I said, we can't just promote George Floyd by himself. And I got cussed out by so many black people because I said that. Mainly because they didn't understand what I meant by that. What I meant was, we at the, around the same time, we had the Breonna Taylor situation. George Floyd... Uh, a couple other people. So now it's making it seem like we want to put attention on one situation when the problem is universal for a lot of different situations. 
So it kind of put Breonna Taylor's situation in the back burner. Do you realize for like a month, a month and a half, no one even brought her up until the George Floyd situation died down a little bit. And then we wanted to put it together. I'm the type of person that if, if something is wrong, put every situation into one and let's try to handle that all in one turn. If there's a problem, let's handle it before something happens at home. I, I'll give you another example. In the area that I live in, there's one particular street that has had a lot of bad situations. So the police put cameras on the on the uh, the light poles in the area, so that if something happens, they have film on it. Well, when I found that out, I went to the district to say, hey. This is only two, three blocks away. Let's add cameras to a lot of the areas in, uh, close by because all they got to do is just go down the street and handle their business. It got brushed under the rug. Now we have a string of people's cars getting vandalized or like myself, car uh, tires taken away from the, the vehicles. When all of this could have been solved the years in advance that I've been trying to fight to get certain things fixed. But I don't just blame the police. I also blame the higher-ups because they're using funding in the wrong places. Do you realize that we have speed cameras in places in D.C. that is prone to catch you speeding? Washington, D.C. made almost $60 million in speeding tickets, and yet we can't get a street fixed. Potholes are at an all-time high in the district, and nothing is getting done. Uh, the homicide toll in D.C. is ridiculous, but we don't have these cameras in places where we can spot these people and prevent these these things from happening, and 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 the penalties are not harsh enough. People are not in fear of anything. When they own a gun. Let me rephrase. People are not in fear of anything when they use a gun. So, I know I'm getting off topic, but listen. Things have to change. We have to continue to come as a group. Could you imagine how many people would be freed if we fought the way that people just made posts for Brittany Griner to be free, wrongfully detained? There's literally three other people in Russian prison right now that's wrongfully detained that's been there way longer than Brittany Griner. There was literally a person that wrote a letter to the president said, I can't believe you're trying to get this lady out and my husband or my father and my cousin and my, my best friend went over there just for a vacation and got arrested and has not been released. So we have to do something. I'm so happy that Brittany Griner is home. I'm so happy that so many people fought for Brittany Griner. I wish so many people would fight for the other Britney Griners 
the other John Doe's, the other John Smiths, the Jane Smiths, that are not being helped. All right, switching gears a little bit. I'm going to try to brighten it up a little bit. Honestly, I can't brighten it up anymore. Um, This topic is for everyone in the D.C. area. Um, If your community is the same way, feel free to take my words and use them for encouragement. Um, There has been multiple shootings in schools recently. Um, And it's getting to the point where I don't feel like our country, my area, is safe anymore. We're not safe anymore. It's extremely discouraging right now. Um, Literally, I got to school today. And I saw the headline that Suitland High School in Suitland, Maryland um, had a gun situation. First off, I'm noticing that so many people, including people my age, people I grew up with, are so high on pushing that owning a gun is just okay. Owning a gun is not okay. I don't care what your argument is. Owning something that can take a life and that is the only task for a gun is to take a life. Because I I know people are going to take what I'm saying and try to say, well, you could take a life with a knife. You could take a life with a foot. You could take... The only thing a gun is used for is to take a life. You can say target practice. Your your target practice is on something that is training you to take a life. I tell people all the time, I do not like guns. A friend of mine got me out to the shooting range and the entire time I was there, excuse my language, I felt like a bitch. I did. There's no reason for me to have a gun in my hands. There's no reason for me to own a gun. Now, am I saying that I have a gun or not? I'll never tell. So I'm telling y'all right now, don't be the one to find out. But it's very discouraging because there's so many people that own guns and you hear the conversations that they have. And I'm concluding myself just because I just did it. Their first priority for when they have a gun is to make people be aware that they own a gun. And this lets me know that you are not fit to own a gun. It's just that simple. It's just that simple. Only because of what a gun is is used for. 
You're not fit to own a gun. Now, I'm not here to change your mind on how I feel and and what I'm saying. That's not why I'm here. Because obviously everyone's listening to what I'm saying right now. The first thing they say is, that's stupid. That makes no sense. It doesn't make any sense because you own a gun and you feel like you're powerful with it. But guess what? You're not. Somebody breaks in your house. Your first reaction is go for your gun. Somebody breaks in my house. Guess what my first thought process is? Bet they won't break in another house. I bet they won't break into another house. They'll have a lot to think about when they're in the hospital. All right, so I need to take a break. I need to get my thoughts together. Second half, we're going to have a nice little talk. All right, welcome back to the second half of this half-serious podcast. You know, we don't have these these talks anymore. All right, so the next talk, we got to talk about prime time Deion Sanders. Oh, yeah, we got to talk about Coach Prime. I didn't have a chance to go on straight from the hip this week. We didn't have a chance to talk about it. I had a basketball game on Tuesday that we won 50 to 50, 50, 50, 50, 50. I said 50 to 5. So, Coach Prime, first off, congratulations. Um, He's saying it's a promotion. I say it's a sidestep to uh, Colorado University. The only reason it's a promotion is because the school is bigger, the facilities are better, and he's getting more money. That part of it is a promotion. It's a sidestep because Colorado sucks. Now, I know he's going to get a lot of his Jackson State talent to Colorado, but let's face it. He didn't have the type of team to go up against the USC's of the world, the Oregon's of the world, the, the, the Washington's and the Washington State's of the world. Definitely not Utah. So next year coming up, it's going to be a very interesting year for Prime. I think he might go five, five and seven. If he goes six and six, success in Colorado. No argument. If he goes six and six in Colorado next year, that's the success. It's not like the SWAT. And the reason why I say that is because the talent that he brought in from the SWAT was way, way, way better than the talent at other SWAC schools. And mainly because it's hard to recruit at a lot of the SWAC schools, the Mississippi Valleys, the Gramblins, um, the, the, the Texas Southerns. No, I'll take Texas Southern out because I've seen their facilities. It's, it's not top tier, but it's a little bit better than the other schools. Um, the Alabama States, their facilities are not up to par and it's hard to get recruits in there to say, hey, come to my school. And when you go to the weight room, it only seven, 17 of the 50 something people can fit in the weight room. And in some schools, 80. 
So I'll give you another example. When I was at St. Aug, our weight room was at the, the bottom of a dorm. Our locker room was a tent for the football. The boys and girls team shared a basketball locker room, sort of. So I'm just saying. Now, it's hard to get recruits for these type of schools and do well. But when you bring those recruits to a power five school, you may get like four or five of those guys that might show out. Now I'm hearing that he's taking about 15 to 20 guys from Jackson. So now you're putting Jackson state in a hole. So I'm saying this for coach prime. Good luck. Now you're in a serious division. I think Colorado is with Utah, Washington, um, Arizona State, Arizona. It's not no pushovers. Good luck. Um, now let's look at the Jackson State end of it. Where Coach Prime helped, he also hurt. The good thing is, he said he's going to help out with the coaching hire. The bad thing is, I don't think you're going to find a coaching hire that is on the level of him. And I'm talking about charisma-wise. His charisma got the talent to that school. Um, for him and his coaching style is very interesting because only the players at Jackson know what type of coach he is. And that is what we're truly going to find out. So a lot of his coaches are coming over to Colorado with him. <clears throat> but we don't necessarily know what type of coaching style he has. So we'll see. Um, I hope Jackson State can recover from the transfer portal player. Tra oh, that's a lot. Transfer portal players that they're about to lose. Um, I would like to see the guys that is going to go to Jackson. Now, they already had 12 guys that already decommitted because Coach Prime went to Colorado. Um, and I think nine of them are going to Colorado with them. The other three, I think, are staying in the South. Um, so, yeah. Um, it's going to be interesting. I really want to know how this is going to turn out. I do. Um, I, I have some feelings for both sides of the party. Um, I'm not thoroughly upset with Coach Prime and what he did. I would have done the exact same thing. Um, as an HBCU fan, I kind of wish he'd have stayed until his son, Shador, graduated. 
But from his end point of it, he wants Shador to have a chance to get drafted. Bottom line. And I think he felt the way he was tearing up the swag as easy as he was tearing up the swag. I don't think he had a shot at getting drafted or if so drafted high. I think going to Colorado and if he shows out in Colorado, he'll get drafted high. Uh, as in like third or fourth round, maybe. Um, so we'll have a lot to see. Um, I'm I'm kind of interested in to see what will happen in Colorado now. Um, also, last but not least, the college football playoffs. This is the last year they're going to have four teams. I think they said next year they're jumping up to 12, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I think 12 is too much. Um, I'll be honest with you guys. I believe if you're going to bump it, eight would have been the bump because a lot of these teams are going to play 17 games. If you do it the other way, you'll have a chance for a lot of teams to be playing 18 games. I think that's right. So say like the fifth seed wins the first, then they play the bye team, then they play the next team, and then they got the championship. So that's four extra games. So say let's just say Ohio State loses the Big Ten championship and they're not a top four team and they get in as a five seed. They'll have to play four extra games to win the the title. That's a lot for college. There's a chance that a team could play 17 games next year. A lot of teams will be playing 16 games next year. That's a lot for college. But we all know the reason why this is going on. Money. No other reason. Pure money. Could you imagine if a lot of this money was going in those players' pockets? They probably wouldn't advance this at all. There's still going to be schools that's going to be snubbed. There's going to be teams in there that's going to have three losses. It's probably going to have this situation where a team going to be in there got four losses. Then you're going to have to put in teams from conferences that have no business being in there just because they only got one loss. AAC. Sunbelt. Okay. I don't like it. Eight would have probably been my cutoff, and we'd have just been living uh, forever for eight. And I really don't like eight. I thought four was cool. But we keep getting situations where two teams in one conference keep getting put in, so whatever. Um, also, going to 12, I got a feeling you'll see the same SEC teams. The same three SEC teams, LSU, Alabama, Georgia, every year. I'm sick and tired of no uh, LSU, Alabama, and Georgia. Sick of them. So happy Georgia ain't in it this year. I mean, Alabama's not in it this year. 
You have no idea. Uh-huh. So, listen, I'm going to enjoy this last 14 uh, football tournament. Um, it's going to be very interesting. I do think Georgia's going to win it. Um, they have no business losing any game in this tournament. I think TCU is going to give Michigan some go. I truly do. I think TCU had a bad situation on that conference title. I think they're going to give Michigan some problems. I think it's going to be TCU and Georgia in the chip, and Georgia's going to destroy TCU. That's a, that's how I feel it. Because John Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh, too many Harbaugh's in the league, I don't think he does well in these tournaments, man. But we'll see. Can't wait. That's my prediction. That's the end of this podcast. Appreciate you guys listening in. I got another one coming soon. I got to talk basketball, man. I got to talk basketball. College basketball season going on. High school basketball is is at an all-time high because I'm coaching. So suck it. I'm talking about it. And the NBA is just as trash as it always been. So I'm going to holler at y'all next time. Uh, Look for it. It's coming soon. Uh, Maybe Saturday. Maybe Sunday. Maybe Monday. I'm going to holler at y'all, man. Peace out.